So growing up, I think we all had um, a friend who would have tried to convince us to do bad things. You know, one of the dodgy friends, one of them, the first friend like who started smo- smoking, for that matter, or the first friend like who just, like, you know, burn stuff or blow stuff up. You're just like typical things that we all did as children. In my, my household, anyway, we blew stuff up. Um, but uh, just as always, like a friend who maybe wasn't the best influence, and then in your teenage years, like the friend who just like takes more risks than they should, drinks more than they should, uh, all of that sort of thing. Uh, we can often have people in our lives, friends in our lives, who aren't a good influence. Uh, the, 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 the opposite can also be the case, but we're just going to focus today on friends who aren't a good influence. So, when we think of the blind man, right? So, again, keeping in mind just the culture, the context of the time, uh, if a person was blind or in any way uh, disabled, there were no special care hospitals, hospices, uh, rehabilitation centres, treatment centres. Th- there was nothing like that. So if you had any sort of an ailment like that, you begged. That was your only way of, of earning an income because there wasn't social welfare. There was, just, there was not, like, if you didn't beg, you didn't eat. So very often these, these people, they find them, find themselves uh, in awful conditions. So begging on the side of a... Uh, and then, of course, if you're begging as a blind man on the side of the street, I mean, in theory, people could actually steal your stuff as well. You know, like, I'm sure that happened. So it was just, it was a really awful, it was an awful way, an awful way to live, uh, an awful existence to have. So um, this blind man hears Jesus passing, and he says, well, what's, what's all this? You can hear all the, the hubbub and all the hustle and all the, pe- all the people moving and all the, he's here, he's here, he's here, who's here, who's here, who's here, who's it? And so he asks, you know, who's, what's this all about? Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he calls out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. People in front scolded him and told him to keep quiet. They're the bad mates. They're the bad friends, right? They're the people who try to get in the way of, of us and God or try to kind of lead us away from God. They actually tell him to shut up. They tell him to stop. They tell him to stop calling out to God in his need. They, tell him to, they, 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 they try to kind of almost get in the way between him and Jesus, him and freedom, him and healing. You know, when you think about it like that, what they do here, it's, 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 it's a lot more... It's a lot worse than it may seem. In today's terms, I believe millennials would call it rude, uh, which in my generation, that was was just, you know, belching at the table or something, whereas now it seems to be a whole lot more serious, being rude, whatever. Uh, But so these people, like Jesus, this man, the blind man, wants to get to Jesus and they scold him, they stop him, they get in the way, right? Uh, And this, I think, is just such a lovely attitude of soul to have okay the more they hush him the more he calls out Jesus son of David have pity on me now in a way it kind of helps him that he has no choice he has nowhere else to go there is no one else who can heal him there's no hospital there aren't contact lenses laser eye surgery reconstructive written at thing mebobs there are there's, it's none there's nothing like that so he kind of he kind of has no choice and that in, in this regard is actually a blessing uh, i don't mean to, to to belittle his um his suffering or anything but it, the, it's the fact that he has no choice means that either jesus helps me or i stay blind for the rest of my life 
I don't have a, I don't have a choice here. You know, so you can shush me all you want. I am going to roar out to this man, and I will continue to do so until my vocal cords snap, because I have no choice. Now, when, when I think of that for myself, I mean, I think that's such a, a healthy way to enter the chapel, to enter prayer. You know, even, in, even if it's prayer and praise, it's, the same kind, it's still the same kind of idea. It's like, Lord, I, I, have, I have no way of getting to heaven without you. I, I cannot be saved without you. Nor can I be a saint, nor can I be happy, nor can I be a good priest, nor can I be a good father without your help. I can't. I cannot do this without you. And when you enter prayer with that kind of, with that kind of, dare I say, dare I call it desperation, you know, where you're just saying, Lord, I'm, I, I don't stand the chance without you. I think this can really, really help your prayer. As opposed to going, here we go, yeah, in the chapel again, yeah. Guitar's out of tune. Yeah, yeah no, no, let me guess. Let me guess. They're going to sing today. I choose. Oh, there we go. Classic. Yeah, and uh, then you're looking around and altar servers fidgeting with his shoes. Are they two different socks? And you know the kind of mass just kind of passes. Then you know, during adoration, you know you're just kind of fidgeting around and just looking and you know, keep light bulb is blown. That one's flickering. They're mismatched. That's a forty watt and that's a sixty watt. What are they at? And maybe I'm just maybe I'm just saying what goes through my head. <laughs> These are the things I notice. Um, but what I'm saying is that you can just you can pass your time of prayer, your holy hour, like that. Do you know? And then the hour is gone, and out you go. Another way which in which one can pass prayer time, which is actually worse, is that you go into the chapel, and for that hour or half hour, whatever it is, you kind of look at your feet, and replay in your head how miserable life is. So you just kind of sit there in the chapel going, this, per, you know, this person isn't talking to me, this person doesn't like me, this person has forgotten about me, this person doesn't love me, this person's sick, this person's dead, and this person uh, is in pain. And, 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 and you, just, you spend the hour just, just digging up all the misery and misfortune and prayer intentions, but, but they never become prayer. Their intentions, but they, they never actually become prayer because we never raise our gaze. We never raise our voices to the Lord, crying out in desperation, Lord Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me and all these people I'm praying for. We, we stay stuck and immersed just in, in, in the mire and misery of, of this world. And we, we, we never raise our gaze. He didn't have a, a gaze to raise because I guess he was blind, but he raised his voice. It's, just, it's, so, it's so, so important like, to have a spirit of, of uh, 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 to go into the chapel, if you will, needy. And uh, I, think, I think desperate, des a certain amount of desperation is a good thing. Um, it's, I know it's an exaggerated term. I mean, it, it, we should call it reliance and we should call it trust. But, but I think it's good to, to think of it that way. To go into the chapel absolutely convinced that you don't stand a chance on your own. You know, to be a good mom or to be a good sister, whatever we're called to. Like, we cannot do this without him. Even, like, your memories and hurts and the what you're trying to deal with in your own head. Like, and, and like, AA, it's, it's an incredible organization. It's not Christian or Catholic per se, though uh, the authors of, 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 of the, the, the book, they, they are Christian or Catholic. I can't remember either, but they, either, they're, they're definitely Christian. And AA is responsible for so many conversions, even though it's it's not uh, an evangelizing tool per se, uh, but just in their misery, in their 
desperation. These people, as, as the, the terminology that's used in, in the AA, in, in the blue book, in the big book, is uh, they call out to a God of their own understanding. They call out to a God of their own understanding. Now, obviously, we have a, a clearer picture of who God is, thank God. But I think that it's that spirit of, of need, of, of, of desperation, that makes them call out with such fervor because they're not coming to the chapel twiddling their toes, looking at light bulbs and complaining about the music anymore. But they're going in and saying, Lord, if I don't change, I'm going to die. You know, if I don't change, I've already lost the respect of my kids. I'm losing the respect of my wife, and I've hurt her a million times. I might lose them all, and my life, and maybe even my soul, unless I change now. Now, that's genius. That'll motivate your prayer. That'll motivate your prayer. But for you and I, like, thankfully, hopefully, we're not in, in, in such dire straits. We're not in such difficult scenarios. But... But yet, to go into that chapter, see, otherwise prayer can become kind of boring, kind of mundane, kind of the same as yesterday. It's all kind of... Whereas when you go in, you know, aware of your own misery, your own need, or the needs of others, like surely, especially this month of November, people are asking you for prayer for people who have passed away, or you know people who are suffering, you know people who have been abused, you know people who've lost a child, you know people who've, who've, um, who are self-harming or who are hurting. Now bring that into the chapel with you. Bring that into the chapel with you when you're praying. And your prayer takes on a whole new meaning. And then we really begin to identify with this, with this blind man. And, and uh, those who get in the way, you just don't care. You know, those who are kind of uh, not so supportive of your pro-God posts on, on Facebook, you just don't care. Like It's, it's unimportant. They try to shush you. You roared all the louder because you know, or he, even this man doesn't yet know, doesn't yet know what the Lord has, will do for him. We should. We should already know who the Lord is. But calling out in, in, in our need and in that, dare I say, desperation, I think we will discover a whole new depth of prayer because then it takes on, it has such meaning and power. It's so transforming. It's so life-giving. We, we need to believe that. And I think we need to experience that. But we won't, it won't happen with us looking at our feet, leaning up against a warm radiator, comfortable out, waiting for the hour to pass. That's not going to teach us to pray. Whereas recognizing our own need and the needs of, of others around us, that'll make you drop to your knees. And that maybe is the best place for us on our knees before the Lord. So we ask the good Lord to renew our prayer lives that we might join with the blind man of the gospel in calling out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. 
So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood, but also, obviously, we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well. So we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to, to allow our mission to continue. So thank you so much for your, for your generosity and for your support, and be assured of our prayers, especially on Wednesday when we offer our Mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors. So God bless you, and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily. God bless. Yeah.